Did you know that the She Thrives podcast has a blog and an Instagram? Find the blog at www.shethrive.wordpress.com and on Instagram at she.thrives.podcast. Hey, and welcome back to the She Thrives podcast. I hope everyone had a wonderful 4th of July. And this year, I had this revelation of something really cool on actually the 5th of July. And I shared it on my Instagram. And I want to actually read my caption to you guys. So again, if you want to follow my Instagram, it's at she.thrives.podcast. And this Instagram post was posted on July 5th. And I said, happy 5th of July. I don't want to downplay the importance of the 4th of July at all because that's the day that Americans were given our freedom. However, July 5th was the first morning we woke up as free people. The first day we actually got to live in true freedom. It's great to receive freedom, but what happened if we never chose to live and thrive in the freedom we'd been given? It would look like being set free than walking yourself back into the chains that once held you down. Much like the Lord forgiving us of our sins and then going back to the shame, back to the sin, and holding on to guilt. You have been set free. Now live like it. Happy 5th of July, the first morning we as Americans got to live as free people. So again, I posted that on my Instagram about five days ago. Well, by the time this podcast goes up, it's been longer than that. But anyways, I posted it on the 5th of July and I had this idea of the early Americans being set free and the joy and beauty they must have felt the morning after when they got to wake up as these free people with this new freedom. And at first, I was wishing that I could have experienced that. You know, it just would have been a cool feeling to be able to wake up completely free in this new freedom that you've never experienced before. And when I, literally when I thought that thought, I thought, dang, I have felt that. I have been saved, I have been set free because of what Jesus did for me. And I get to experience that each and every day. And for some reason, I downplay that. And I downplay the significance of being free. So I just want this to serve as a reminder. I wanted to share it with you guys and wish everybody a happy late 4th and 5th of July. And I'm going to start celebrating the 5th of July because I think it's kind of cool. So yeah, anyways, that was just something that I wanted to share with you very timely to the 4th of July. If you're listening to this, not in July, then still, it's something to think about. But before we get into the stuff that we have for this episode, let's hear from one of our sponsors for this week. Now back to the show. So this week, I've been reading through First Timothy, which I actually find to be very interesting because a little background information on First Timothy. But I found it interesting because it's a letter from Paul to a young Timothy to kind of prepare him, advise him, and encourage him in his leadership role and in his just life as a Christian. So as a young believer myself, I find First and Second Timothy to be extremely applicable and gives me a lot of insight that I can relate to in the experiences and the things that I've gone through. So I was reading in First Timothy this past week, and in chapter 3 of First Timothy, there's this section of text where Paul is giving these guidelines for the qualifications of overseers and leaders in the church. And these guidelines, in a nutshell, are basically that the people that lead in a church should be above reproach, held at very high standards, very high and holy standards, and just overall sound leaders in their teaching of the word. And when we read these qualifications, I can see the areas where I fall short, 
but we're just going through all these qualifications and it's kind of a lot to read and again i agree that these leaders teaching the word it's a very lofty task that they've been given so they do need to be people of sound mind and not hypocritical not greedy all of those things but right after that paul uses like in the middle of these musts and must nots of what the leaders should be and what they should be held to paul uses this phrase mystery of godliness a few times or mystery of the faith and in the context of mystery of the faith i understand that because there is this part of believing in the gospel of this faith you know we have to believe in something we can't tangibly see or tangibly touch or tangibly feel but something that we have to know is true and that we have to allow the spirit to fill us with that belief so i understand that part but the phrase mystery of godliness kind of confused me but in reading a commentary about this passage the commentator said that this title mystery of godliness serves as an introduction to a hymn that would have been really popular during this time and one that timothy would have most likely known well so think of it as like the songs that christians know like amazing grace or i mean in our day and age like oceans by hillsong like just very popular songs that if someone said those lines the person would know it's like bless the lord oh my soul you know those types of songs so that's what the hymn most likely would have been in that time and starting in verse 16 it reads he was manifested in the flesh vindicated in the spirit seen by angels preached among the nations believed on in the world taken up in glory and if you guys want to pause the podcast and read that through a little bit and just kind of i highly encourage you to take time in reading it because some of the words used like vindicated you may want to look that up it means to be freed or to be kind of like set apart from disappointment or from inadequacy those types of things so in the context of this vindicated in the spirit meaning that jesus was considered holy he was set apart those types of things but so if you want to pause the podcast and just read through that a little you can but basically this him is summarizing our faith as Christians and the entire message of the gospel really is summarized in these few lines and it it details Jesus's life his mission and his death and the saving and the death that he had to die in order to save us and which okay in reading first Timothy after this giant list of qualifications of what leaders in the Bible in churches and what leaders of the Bible in churches is what I meant to say what those leaders need to hold themselves to and what standards they need to meet the first time I read it I found it kind of odd that like Paul just threw in this hymn not that it's not a beautiful hymn but I just didn't really understand the connection however at further glance and reading the verses above Paul is actually encouraging Timothy he's saying in starting in verses 14 he's saying i write these things to you hoping to come to you soon but if i should be delayed i have written so that you will know how people ought to connect themselves in god's household which is the church of the living god the pillar of the foundations of the truth so here paul is saying like buddy i hope i can come and see you soon but if i can't you're fully equipped with these things that people need to hold themselves to and in my so basically he's saying that if he can't come he's encouraging timothy that he's capable of leading and building up this church and in my own experiences 
I have faced times in my life very similar to this when I was asked to lead or to step up and felt significantly underqualified. And it's in those moments that I've always been reminded of the provisions that God has made on my part to get me to this point and just the truth of the gospel. And if you're a younger Christian like me and if you've grown up in the church or even if you haven't, if you're new to the faith and are either being called by God to step up and lead or are being put in this position of leadership that you're not totally comfortable with because you're younger or newer or whatever, I'm sure that you've heard 1 Timothy 4.13, which is literally in the next chapter of 1 Timothy, so right after this, where it says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in faith, in love, and in purity. And with that, in contrast to the hymn, that Paul is sharing with First Timothy, I kind of get the sense that this hymn is serving the same purpose. It's another form of encouragement that acts as a reminder for the, the reason behind what Timothy is being called to do and to whom he should be giving the glory. So if we apply this to our own lives, this hymn can be used as a form of encouragement that acts as a reminder for the reason behind what we do, and who we live this life to glorify. So in this anthem of sorts, it was meant to remind this young leader of his purpose, something we today must also do in order to keep the faith and to run this race to the best of our ability. So I want us this next week, I highly encourage you to read through First Timothy with me. Tonight I'm starting First Timothy 4. By the end of this week, I'll be done with First Timothy. So I want you guys if you feel challenged to read First Timothy with me, please do it. But this week, let First Timothy 3.16 be your anthem. Let this serve as your reminder for why you fight the good fight, why you love the people that are hard to love, why you serve them, why you wake up every single morning and submit your will for God's will. So I'm going to read it one more time. He was manifested in the flesh vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory.